You're listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio, Episode 8. Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Today we have with us a very special guest, Jackie Turner. Jackie is one of the contributors at Strong Runner Chicks. She is a 20-year-old sophomore at Augustana University in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She runs cross-country and track and field and is currently majoring in elementary education. Jackie loves laughter, working with children, spreading awareness about mental health, being a part of the Strong Runner Chick team, attending her home church in Sioux Falls, cooking and baking, and spending time with her friends and family. Jackie, thanks so much for being on. Welcome to the show. Ah, thank you for having me. I'm so pumped. I feel so honored to be on here. <laughs> we are so honored to have you. We, As soon as we started the podcast, you were one of our guests. We were just like, oh. I have to get Jackie on the podcast. We want her so badly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so we are super excited to talk with you today. Um, and one of the first questions that we kind of start off with, with every one of our guests, is just how did you get your start in running? So I actually was a volleyball and basketball player for six years, I think from third to ninth grade um, for both. Well, actually basketball, I started in fifth grade, but yeah, I was not into running. Um, I guess I never dreaded it in gym class, but I also wasn't excited about it. But um, when we would do the mile in gym, I noticed like I was um, decent at it and I could stick with this girl who was just an awesome cross country runner in, in our high school, but I never gave a thought to running because I was in volleyball and basketball. But my freshman year of track in high school, I decided to try out distance running, and I just loved it. Um, So then my sophomore year of high school, I uh, quit volleyball and basketball, um, and then switched to cross country and track, so. Was, yeah. was it nerve-wracking for you to quit the two sports that you grew up doing? Oh, to like, oh my gosh, like- <laughs> yes. It was so hard. It was actually like one of the hardest decisions I've ever made because all of my best friends were in bo- basketball and volleyball. So like along with like changing my lifestyle, I wasn't around my friends. And so I had to like find, well, I, not that I dropped those friends, but like, I mean, I wasn't spending all my time with them anymore, and it was actually a really, really hard decision, and the coach is the same for basketball and volleyball, so, like, I, it was hard um, to tell him that I was quitting both sports in one day. I 
I quit both in one day, oh so gosh. that was hard. Yeah, I can imagine, especially when you you know grow up playing those sports and you have those friendships. Right and now, you kind of just have to start brand new. So in a way, it's almost yeah. like you're shifting your identity, but you did it kind of at a younger age, which is interesting because not many people do that. Usually, it's older when you kind of retire from your sport, and then you have to yeah. find where you are, who you are. So you've kind of already been through that process. Yeah, yeah, it was hard. I can imagine. <laughs> Um, yeah. So you've dealt with many setbacks regarding injury, um, and you've talked a lot about that on the blog. So what has this experience been like for you mentally, physically, and emotionally? Uh, it's been like the most eye-opening thing ever. I, Oh, gosh. It's like shifted who I am as a person dramatically. Sometimes I think it's for the better, and sometimes I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, so initially... I mean, I haven't been running really for like two years, and that's been so difficult. Um, I don't think I always like led on to how hard it has been for me, especially because like I chose this college to run, and like my whole high school life was essentially like running centered. I loved it. Um, but uh, I have some things I wrote down. But um, yeah, it's been eye opening because. I've realized like the importance of mental health and I'm super thankful for that realization because it's helped me to help other people because prior to going through this, um, I mean, I had struggled, like I'm a sensitive person, so I've always taken things harder than I probably should. So like, it wasn't that I hadn't struggled up to this point two years ago, but like I never really, really, really struggled. And so this has been so hard, but also... Um, I'm kind of thankful for it because just because now I can help other people who are struggling so much. And so I'm thankful for that I part. I love what you said about being a highly sensitive person. I think in today's society, we all, like I am too, I'm very highly, like I will be totally honest, I'm yeah. very highly sensitive. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's something that people often are shy about or don't like to talk about because we all like to be these strong runner chicks, but we forget that. There's this underlying, like, under all that strong, thick, you know, beautiful body is, you know, all these, like, emotions that are tucked under in there, and it's, people forget about it, so I really appreciate you saying something like that. I think it's just awesome that you've also been able to help others through this, because something I've noticed myself, too, is, like, when, when you're always thinking about yourself, and woe is me, and going through something, it's so much harder, but then when you focus on just, like, helping, how can my experience help other people, then you're immediately focused on others, and, like, it kind of takes some of that off of you, so has that process, um, how has that been helpful for you personally too? Yeah, so that I actually wrote that down too. Like there have been so many times where I've noticed where I have gone into that like, oh, like I feel so bad for myself. And I do think that we owe it to ourselves to grieve. Like you have to um, like be willing to be okay with man like like realizing like this does stink and like allowing yourself to grieve. Um, but also, yeah, like finding ways to serve other people has been has made all the difference for me um like if my teammates are struggling with an injury um or something like it uh I know what it's like and so like part of me is like oh like well I'm injured too like I want somebody to do this to me but like instead of thinking that like going outside of myself and like going to them and be like how are you really doing and um 
yeah just like asking other people uh like how they're actually doing like i have so many friends who aren't runners and um i've noticed like my heart for people and not just runners has like dramatically changed like i feel like my heart just grows every day for other people the more that my heart breaks which i'm i mean it's hard because my own heart is breaking but i'm thankful so yeah um just like like something that goes through my mind constantly is wanting to ask people like how are you really doing like not just a i'm good how are you you know but yeah yeah so yeah yeah that's definitely and i think i love that idea of you serving others and giving back to others and um i guess kind of jump off of that what are what what have you been doing um to serve others because now i'm curious or like if someone comes to you and um they're curious about maybe like um I guess your injuries or something like that or however that might work what have you been doing to serve others um to kind of get you into that place of you know kind of comfort maybe if that's the right word right yeah so if somebody reaches out to me like over text or email or I've gotten some Instagram messages I'm a very wordy person so I'll send like novels back to them about my experiences like just like being totally honest about how I felt and um, I think it helps for other people to know like they're not alone which sounds so cliche but it's also so true like knowing that you're not the only one like feeling the way you do makes it so much better but um one thing that I've just like really encouraged people to do is be honest about how they're feeling. So I started seeing a sports psychologist last year and I haven't gone to him uh, recently, but like my sophomore year, but I did meet with him last year and that made such a huge difference. Like I thought I knew all about myself so well um, and like how to cope with hard times. But like it was so cool because, I mean, he pointed things out like, I mean, we talk so much, but, like, one thing was how much of a black and white thinker I am and how, like, detrimental that can be during an injury. Like, okay, everything is not actually all bad, like I think it is, you know? Like, there are some good things. And so, yeah, just, I I guess the biggest thing that I've, like, tried to uh, relay to people is, like, t- like, talk about your feelings. Don't like sweep them under the rug because for me that's made everything worse is like when I try to like pretend I'm okay when I'm not you know so and I think that can be really hard to um, open up about those things and one thing that you're really going above and beyond with is sharing these not only with teammates or close friends but online at strong runner chicks and um, and your own blogs so um, how did you find the strength within to write these posts? Um, actually, so it was way easier than I thought it would be to like click publish or to write about it because I think just because like I just want there to be this vulnerability with people because I've noticed like that's when that's like when you as a person like who's struggling starts to feel better when other people are willing to be vulnerable with you and I think that like desire in me to like have that with everybody has made it so easy um to talk about things and to not pretend like I have it all together and like um other people have it all together and I guess another thing that has led me to be able to like be honest and open is um 
when I was initially injured two years ago, I was like so into um, going on like flow track or Googling like uh, runner injury comebacks. And that worked for a while when like these um, injury comeback stories were about runners who had like been out for two to three months or four to six months, you know, but when I started getting in like a year and a year and a half and now two years, like it didn't work for me anymore just to like find inspiration from looking at somebody's comeback story, you know, and well, I mean, not that it's not inspiring, but like it, it wasn't getting the job done for me to do that. So I was like, well, I don't think there are many people like my age, college runners or runners my age who like experienced two years of uh, injuries. And so I was like, well, why don't I just post something, you know, maybe somebody else would find mine. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to like say that people's stories who have been out for months don't inspire me because they do. I'm just saying like that was one reason why it was easier for me to post what I have posted. Mm-hmm. And you, um, I mean, you, you bring up a really good point. You've been injured for quite a period, a long <laughs> period of time, which is so hard. Um, yeah. So I guess my question now is, you know, we have a lot of athletes who are injured for like certain periods of months, which can feel like a long time. But for you oh, yeah. who who's gone through years now, how did you cope with knowing that or maybe not even knowing but how did you cope with the idea of you know I've been not running for years instead of I've been not running for months what was that coping strategy like for you um so last year I was like a year out of running and that was so crazy to me like when I hit that one year mark I was like I feel like this is unheard of like nobody comes back after a year what am I doing you know like all these like I can't do this and now I've hit two years in November yeah uh and I'm just like sometimes I feel foolish for thinking like I could ever return to running again but um I don't know I guess some day like how I cope some days I just like I cry and like that's how I cope you know like call my mom and I cry and I just like <laughs> listen to music and it's hard it, it, it's really hard to be um surrounded by runners and like not being able to run um and then other days um like because some days are easier than others I just like focus on my friends like what my friends are going through asking like what can I do for you not that I'm always the best at that but um yeah just like I have gotten better about like reaching out to people like when I am struggling instead of just again trying to be like oh it's all okay um and like talking to my coaches my coaches have been amazing um like I can't believe it like they've been my biggest supporters and I've never put on a jersey for them and like it's I'm really thankful for that and just talking to them like when I do start to feel like there's no point in me coming back to running ever um for in college and just like hearing them say like like we want you on this team for more than a runner like for being more than a runner like that's so cool to me so I guess like talking about how I feel has been the biggest coping strategy for me yeah Wow. Right. And I love what your coaches said about oh, want you on this team yeah. more than a runner. I mean, what an incredible coaching staff. Shout out to them. I mean, just 
I, I know a lot of coaches yeah. would probably say, you know, like, well, you're not running, you're not, you haven't put on a jersey and just kind of the whole thing of just, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't even imagine because I have never dealt with a long-term injury like this, but I don't even know back in college if yeah. I would have stuck with it if I had gone through something so extreme, mm-hmm. like an injury that I knew I wouldn't be running for a year or two. And thank you for you to have do that and keep pushing through I think is just incredible um yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and I think I almost would almost now maybe it's just because I'm older but now I would almost prefer the coach to tell me like you're oh yeah I want you in the team because you're more than a a athlete or more than a runner you know because Mm -hmm. I'm you know yeah. I don't know how long you'll be running for, but I mean, you're only going to be running for this team for this cer- a certain period of time, you know? Yeah. So I would take that to heart, Jackie. That's quite a compliment. I mean, that, that speaks right to your soul. It's not just, yeah, it, you know, you it, as an athlete, I mean, like people That's often amazing. ask me about like how my coaches have reacted to like three surgeries in a year and like never racing for or not racing for them yet, and, like, everybody is always blown away by their uh, response, or by my response to my, how my coaches are, because, yeah, I mean, like, um, when I go to practice, they, to watch, or, I mean, I don't always do that, but when I do, like, they treat me like I see them every single day for practice, and, I mean, they include me in everything, so I get all the emails still, and, uh, yeah, it's, I'm so thankful for that. I can imagine. And I guess maybe we should also pop this in here. Um, For those um, who are listening who don't know of your injuries or what injuries you've had, yeah, so um, explaining them. My senior year of cross country ended in November, so that was 2015. And then I um, had to deal with a knee injury that just was not getting better. And I ended up like trying to work through it for so long and then in June of 2016 I had knee surgery um, to clean out my knee and um, my fat pad which I did not know what that was so if nobody else knows that's okay Um, you have you have one and when it's like damaged it's like cushioning (laughs) in your knee so every time you like um, walk it cushions your knee so like mine was pinched and like a way that every time I walked, it was like a hammer <laughs> was hitting my knee, and so I they had to go in there and clean that out and trim some things, and um, so that so that was summer of 2016, right before my freshman year of college, and things were going fine, and then like this was supposed to be only a four week recovery from knee surgery, and the four weeks like in that four weeks things went well, and then all of a sudden four weeks came and it was like. I wasn't able to do the things I was supposed to. So then from like June of 2016 to April of 2017 of this past year, or I guess it's still 2017, um, we were just trying to figure everything out. I was doing doctoring like every week, trying a new injection because I had like nerve damage in my knee and uh, it wasn't getting better and they thought maybe I had a stress fracture so I was in a boot for a while and then I ended up going to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota in March and they were like almost immediately I saw two different people and uh, like immediately they were like yeah uh, you have like bilateral labral tears and so I was like well like right there I was like 
another two surgeries I knew I was gonna be having and that was rotten <laughs> but uh so yeah I I got the first one repaired in April of 2017 and then second one in July of this summer and uh since then well things this summer went great like I thought I was going to be racing by outdoor track this year but like there's a 12 week mark um that's kind of like a magic number but it's not set in stone and I hit my 12 week mark from my most recent repair in early October and up until that point I had been progressing so well and then that week everything just kind of like blew up blew up in my face in essence and so now since then I've been doing even more doctoring I just got a big injection on Wednesday and have another one coming up this Wednesday into my spine because I have a ruptured disc and some other things nerve damage because I mean like in reality my body is just so mad like three surgeries in one year like even though it fixed the issues like you still had to um it was still trauma on the body to like get to the repair so yeah those are the those that's my story (laughs) yeah yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) well not only is it trauma to your body but to your mind too oh my gosh doing this over and over again my I can't even imagine I like in some of the podcasts previously I talked about my wisdom teeth out and it was like the most dramatic thing for me ever I can't even imagine like what going into surgery over and over again but like not being able to walk type of surgery oh my lord it was like crazy to me because for my third surgery this year I walked into the hospital and they were like hey you're a regular here and it's like I laughed because it's like funny but yet like then later on and even now I think about it I'm like I'm 20 years old and like I'm being called a regular at this because I do go there like every week for doctoring and trying to figure things out but that was hard to hear and they didn't mean it in a bad way like they were saying it to make me feel comfortable and even my surgeon one time he was like well you're the expert on surgery and I was like oh gosh I am (laughs) but not really You know, I wanted to ask, because we didn't really talk about your major or your career path, but has this experience shaped your career path or aspirations at all into, you know, physical therapy or mental health at all? Yeah, so right now I'm an elementary education major, but uh, I was actually just talking to my mom just last week when she came along for one of my injections, and I was like, I just don't know if, like, being a teacher is actually what I want to do anymore because like I'm just fascinated by the medical field and I don't think I would go into the medical field but just like also the mental side just because my mental health has like taken a blow too and like I mean just like I so I don't know like it's really made me think if not that I like being a teacher would be so awesome and I love children and yeah, but it's definitely made me think, so we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if I change. It sounds like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you really have a knack for it now, especially the fact that you've gone through so much. You can yeah. teach others, and it's almost like this natural mm-hmm. process. So, yeah. yeah, I just, I'm so excited to keep up with you in a couple of years and see, see where that yeah. leads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And just based off of what you've written for SRC, I mean, you're so open and honest and vulnerable and and it's oh, yeah. coming from another highly sensitive person. It just it like gives me goosebumps to read a lot of your posts. So, oh, I thank think you. If you enter the mental health field, my friend. I think you're going to go pretty far. Just just coming from what I've thank learned you. thus far, but you yeah, I could definitely see you doing that. Um, so we also have another question regarding, um, I guess, so you mentioned kind of a little bit while back, you talked about your coaches and how wonderful they were, um, with you regarding, um, your injuries. So I guess my question now is what do you, what recommendations do you have for athletes who have teammates that are working through an injury? How can they be a best friend or not even a best friend, but a best so, um, individuals? So this uh, summer I was at a family gathering and one of my great uncles who I honestly don't think I had ever met before came up to me who had known about all my surgeries and like gave me a hug and I wasn't like shocked by this because it's family or whatever. Like it didn't, well, I wasn't like, oh gosh, get away. But and then he was like, yeah. <laughs> and then he, um, <laughs> the he old crazy uncle. <laughs> immediately asked me, like, how are you doing? And I knew it was in reference to my surgeries and, like, my running and stuff. But he, like, w- like phrased it in a way that he was referencing, like, how are you doing as a person? Like, your mental health. Like, I don't care, like, how you feel. Not that he didn't care physically, but, like, you know, I could tell that it was not just, like, how are you doing with surgeries and your physical health. And that, like, that was back in July or August, I think. And I still think about that conversation every day because it was so huge to me that, I mean, like, I don't know if I had ever even met this person and they were immediately asking, like, how you're doing as a person. So one of my biggest recommendations uh, for somebody who has a teammate struggling is like just ask them how they're doing and like if they say I'm good like depending on your relationship with them just maybe say something like are you really because everybody like I mean the initial response is good from mm-hmm. almost everybody I feel I mean I know I say it all the time too and I'm like I'm not really that good but uh um yeah and just like tell them like you're there for them talk about them like with how they're feeling um and one thing I have is uh um just like encourage them to uh, like realize that uh this is your body saying like I need a break and um as hard as that is to realize because as runners when we go through an injury oftentimes it's like oh immediately bike pool um alter g underwater treadmill rehab physical therapy all this and i do think like i mean that is necessary um most of the time but also like one thing that was huge for me is i read a post on jenny's hold fast health site one time this past february and it was about um like do you Mm -hmm. feel like an elephant in the room because i mean when when we're not running as runners we just feel like i mean personally Mm -hmm. from my experience and talking to my teammates we feel like we just balloon when we're not running i mean like even if we're doing more swimming like more exercise than we Mm -hmm. ever had been with running we just like our body image 
tanks almost and so in that post she wrote just like this is not a time of like getting lean during your injury it's like healing you know and I that line just really stuck with me that like this however long you're out is not about getting in shape it's about healing which is so hard to see because we cross train to stay in shape so but yeah I just like helping your teammate to realize that um just yeah asking them about their mental health not necessarily saying like how is your mental health but like just letting them know you care about them as a person that they're more than a runner for sure emphasize that (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to (laughs) build off of that question I love so much of what you just said there but um yeah Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. kind of some ways and we have so many more questions to cover here, but <laughs> some um, just a couple ways in which you are more than a runner or in which you've discovered that you're more than a runner during this process. So when I first got injured, it was a huge like blow to my identity. I did not know. I mean, like I knew I was more than a runner, but like that's certainly not how I acted. And because my whole identity was previously wrapped up in being a runner and I was like, I chose this college to run and what am like, you know, like, do I even belong here anymore? But just um, finding friends who aren't runners was big for me. I mean, it wasn't like the biggest thing, but that was cool because you um, do things outside of like, athletic activities and I love athletics I love all sports so like it's not that I don't enjoy that but um when you can't do that it becomes hard to watch and so um yeah and doing things like watching movies and uh I don't know going out for ice cream and um yeah just like realizing that you aren't just a runner like you're I'm an aunt and I love my niece and nephews and so I just like like I think about them every day and I you know just realizing that you're a runner but or I'm a runner but um like I'm an aunt too and I'm a friend and I'm I lead a bible study on my campus Mm -hmm. and I love that and that's so fulfilling to me and things like that. Uh, I could talk about that forever too being more than a runner just because I've had to realize I've been forced to realize like I am more than a runner so yeah oh my gosh how old are your wait do you have a niece and nephew or two yeah I have a niece that's one she just turned one she's so cute oh my gosh and then three nephews they're nine five and three Oh my gosh, that mm-hmm. that's amazing. I like yeah. hope, I don't think my brother will ever have children. That's a terrible thing to say, but I hope <laughs> he does because I want to be such a great aunt. I'm so excited. Yeah, um, yeah it's but fun. That must bring you so much joy. It does, yeah. Oh yeah. man. Um, so I guess now maybe we should talk about, we haven't even brought this up, but you contribute, well, we did bring it up a little bit, but you contribute to Strong Runner Checks. And so how did you first discover Strong Runner Checks? Oh, so actually, Johanna, she, I don't even know how we got connected, but I think it was the summer Mm -hmm. of 2016, like through Instagram, I might have found her feeling for the long run page. And so I followed that. And um, 
somehow figured out that she was struggling with a knee injury and so I like I dm'd her and like just explained my situation and we realized that we were both from Minnesota same age and so then we just kind of got connected there and she had known about my personal blog so then in November of last year of 2016 she had seen this um uh uh, application I was gonna say interview application for strong runner chicks and she like emailed it to me and she was like you should check this out and so that's yeah I filled that out and that's kind of how I got connected that's so cool so I noticed that you two had met was it for the first time this past season yeah yeah at Griac. oh that's great. We love that. Kelsey yeah. and I both. Yeah. Kelsey and I, um, so we're recording this on a Monday, and side note, but we just met yesterday in Moab. I, oh my gosh. We happened to both move out here, and I met Joanna while I was in Minnesota, too. We got to get lunch together when she was in the cities, but mm-hmm. we have not yet met Jackie, so we're hoping that we'll be able to meet you one of these days. Yeah. Come yeah, to South Dakota. Yeah, we hope to meet all of the SRC, like a lot of the people from the SRC community. Yeah. You know, with this, hopefully this retreat that we're starting in the future at some point in time. So um, we would love to know where everybody wants to go for this retreat because we were thinking somewhere this area of Colorado because it's just to die. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, But yeah, so anyways, sorry, we kind of sidetracked there. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) fine. Um, So what were your thoughts about starting? Because I think one of the most popular features on SRC is coping with an injury feature, which you are responsible for. Um, So what was your thought um, behind starting this? Um, I've always, like I kind of mentioned before, I've always gotten inspiration from reading other stories. Not that I'm happy other people have been injured too, but yeah, just like again, knowing you're not alone in what you're feeling. Um, And back in April, when I found out I was going to have to have two hip surgeries, and I had been following Jenny's Hold Fast Health blog thing, I actually reached out to her and sent her like a huge email. And she responded back with like a huge email too. And just like her advice about like what I asked her about was like so huge to me and like realizing that somebody would take the time to like help somebody they didn't even know was so cool to me and like one thing she mentioned was like don't be afraid to like eat chocolate cake and watch Netflix during this time you know and like you don't think that that would be something you really need to hear but like coming from somebody who's been through something you have and then for them to say something like yeah it is okay to just not do anything and eat cake while you're sitting on your butt for like three months is okay like that was huge to me so um and then like going throughout this summer um just like struggling myself with coping with an injury I was like why not ask other people what they've done so that other people can be reached and yeah yeah, just knowing you're not alone for sure and I think a big important part there is not like because you're relaxing and like eating chocolate cake it doesn't mean you're just like throwing out the towel and saying I'm done with running I don't care or I give up and I think when people are listening sometimes they just um like parents or outside sources might or different people that haven't gone through this they might just think oh you know like not to say it's lazy, but like you're giving up. Right. And I think it's so important to stress here that it's like 
when you're going through something like this, we already, our runner personality types tend to be prone to type A going, you know, I think the biggest Mm -hmm. thing we need to hear sometimes is just relax, calm down, you know, enjoy dessert, don't deprive yourself. Mm -hmm. And like you said, focus on health. And it's like health is so much more than just physical or nutrition. It's like, Mm-hmm. You need to be well all around. So I think that's really what we're emphasizing there. So I, I love what you said about that, though. And I think Jenny says a lot as well that just really relates to what Strong Runner Chicks is about, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, Megan. And I think to jump off that really quickly, I think there's, you know, um, there's this theme that I see a lot with a lot of the comments and the the feedback we've gotten um, that as soon as you get injured um, Megan you kind of brought this up a little bit but immediately like start um, down on your intake and your food and such like that but people forget that when you do that you're actually obviously causing harm to your body but you're not going to get any better any quicker you're actually going to it's going to take you longer to get better because you need that food to recover from injuries so I think it's really important to point out that Yes, you're injured, but you still have to take care of yourself. You know, you right. still have to feed yourself, go to bed at night, you know, take showers. And you can't just stop doing, stop being a human because you're right. injured now. Um, so maybe that's a little tough love, but at the same time, it's really important to point that out, I think. Yeah, I agree. So when I was recovering from my first hip surgery, I can remember I wore my running watch immediately. And this watch tells you like how many steps you take a day, how many calories you burn a day. Mm -hmm. And I had to take that off because I mean, I was taking like 20 steps a day for like a week straight just to go to the bathroom. That's all I could do. And that was super hard to see in writing I suppose and um like calories burn I mean I had to take it off because that wasn't important and right after my hip surgery I was eating like every hour and I'm talking like a huge meal because my body was like so in like desperate need of like healing in the form of food and Mm -hmm. so like it was hard at first because I can remember like eating a like a plate of spaghetti, a bowl of chicken salad, a sandwich, maybe some fruit and vegetables too, and then like an hour and a half later eating a meal like the same size. And that was very hard like because I was just sitting on my butt for like weeks straight and like eating like that, but I was so hungry and I needed that food. Like that's my body was like that's what it was telling me and I'm not saying I was like perfect at honoring those cues with like self-esteem issues all the time like one night my mom was like do you want ice cream and I wanted ice cream so badly but um instead I asked I was like no like can you give me some baby carrots and it's like I did not want baby carrots (laughs) at all but like Mm -hmm. um I was just so worried like oh my gosh like what's happening to my body like I should make a better decision but actually no like I should have just had the ice cream and it was it's like so important to realize like you have to listen to your body you know if your body's saying it needs a meal the size that could feed a family every hour then eat it I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so tough because that's it's hard because well and I can only imagine because you know you kind of lost trust with your body by getting injured and then you go through this stage of like how do I trust my body again with eating this much food like yeah. how like balancing that must have been really tricky oh it was it was very 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 hard yeah mm-hmm. so I guess kind of really quickly jumping off of this what advice do you have for athletes who are working through an injury right now 
Okay, so one thing I hear a lot is um, when somebody gets injured, I've said it myself too, but uh, you say how you're feeling or about how you're injured and then you say, but there could be worse things or like mm-hmm. other people have it worse than me. And that's like, I, I'm sure that's true in most cases. Like, um, like my hip surgery in comparison to other things is, I, I'm, it's not insignificant, but it's just like, different you know but that only makes things worse like we trivialize our problems and it only like when i say oh but other people have it worse even though that might be true like that just makes me feel worse so that was another reason why i started this coping with an injury series because um when we do trivialize our problems and be like oh but it's not that bad well then we push the feelings under the rug and then we don't like acknowledge how we're feeling Mm -hmm. so i wanted people to be able to like read this about how yeah it is a huge struggle like Mm if you if running is what you know that and like being taken away from that or then being taken away from that is a blow it's huge and it does make a difference so yeah um just like allowing yourself to uh, i guess like grieve and not be okay when you're injured is huge Mm -hmm. but also discerning when it's hard to like know when also you need to be like i'm tough and like i can get through this and you know i don't like to use the words like suck it up i i don't think i will ever use those words again in my life because Mm -hmm. you can't always just i don't know suck it up and put a smile on your face Mm -hmm. even if your circumstances don't seem like that bad Mm -hmm. so but yeah I'm wondering too, and you kind of brought this up a, a little bit about, you know, that shift in when your mentality changed from, you know, being, um, you know, kind of that grieving process, which is so, so important to all of a sudden being like your mind, that mindset of, uh, mind shift of saying, you know, okay, I'm ready to stop grieving. Um, what do I do next? So what was that like when you were kind of stopped grieving, but you were ready to go? Oh, and I should say as a side note, Megan froze. So it's just uh, Jackie and Kelsey for right now. Um, but hopefully Megan will get back with us. <laughs> so, um, okay. Can you ask me the question sure, again? Sorry. Yeah. I just lost no, it in my no, mind. It's okay. So, um, I, I kind of mentioned, you mentioned your grieving process, which is so oh, value, yeah. so important. Um, and when did you shift that mindset from being grieving to um, kind of just going and realizing that maybe you're a little bit stronger today? You know, you have that next step in the, you know, you maybe you grieve a little bit, but, you know, you're moving on to being a bit, a bit better. So what was that process like for you? And uh, maybe if you could describe that a little bit. Right. So honestly, I think that I go through patches where I think I am over my grieving process and then I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, man, like my heart is broken. And honestly, I I don't think there was ever like a day or even like a period of time where I could say like, um, like I've moved from this place of like grieving to this place of oh I can handle this because it has been so up and down um but this summer this summer was pretty good uh, mentally even though like despite having two hip surgeries I feel like like the three months of summer I was like healthier than I had ever been mentally which is crazy but I just think that was because I surrounded myself constantly with people who were like loving me and supporting me and like caring about me for more than um 
my physical health and like who I was as a runner so yeah yeah it, it, it seems like it was a it's been a long process and you I want to commend your patience and um, thanks with that because patience is a tough one when you're going oh yeah injury, as you can probably attest to right yeah it is mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're getting close to our time here. So um, I guess I kind of want to throw this question out: um, What are you up to now? Like, what's exciting in your life? Give me something that you're thriving on or just absolutely loving. Um. Well, so classes take up a bunch of my time. Yes, this is true. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm in a kindergarten class right now, three days a week, and I absolutely love oh that getting to be with five-year-olds I mean if you ever feel bad about yourself you should walk into a classroom of five-year-olds and you'll feel like the world's best ever (laughs) like they I mean they make you feel so good and that's a blast and um like I said I lead this bible study on my campus and that um has been awesome and um just like hanging out with my friends. One thing that really shifted for me this summer with um, after my hip surgeries was like realizing that it's okay to like have fun and still be dedicated to rehab and getting better. I think that was hard for me to realize after my knee surgery. <laughs> like mm-hmm. in the summer, I would go to try to go to bed at like 8.30, but, and then I would like miss out on all these social activities. So right now yeah just like enjoying time with my friends going to coffee shops out for brunch I love that I could I wish I could do that every day (laughs) um so I yeah I try to do that as much as I can because that brings me so much joy and yeah spending time with my family yeah I oh my gosh the thought of you working with kindergartners (laughs) I think that age is just like I don't know if I could do it but the things they say and do I like some of them will look at you and just say the most profound things and you just oh yeah you want to look at them and be like are you sure you're five years old like how old (laughs) are you really like oh my lord and so I can imagine that must bring you quite a bit of joy and yeah it definitely does Mm -hmm. yeah um, so I think, Megan, you're back with us. Is that right? Okay, good. Welcome back. <laughs> I am. I'm back in. I, yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, maybe we lost her again. Okay, no big deal. So we'll jump in here again. Um, so another question we have is, being injured has taught you quite a lot, um, both negative and positive. So what advice would you give to your younger freshman yourself? Um, I would say... Um, don't spend so much time trying to mold your body into something that it's not. One thing I really struggled with in the beginning um, when I was starting out running, and even now too still, is like looking at pictures of other runners and seeing these like defined um, abs and like bulging arm muscles and like uh, crazy definition on the down step in the legs and that was really hard for me to see because like I didn't have that in my body and so I like tried so hard to get that and like spent so much time and energy um, and thoughts put so many thoughts towards like um, yeah molding myself into that but I don't like there it's so cliche but there really is not one body type for a runner like I I just I wish that everybody 
it would just click because it's it's so important and it's obviously detrimental to so many people's running careers um because we it's so hard to realize like i my body is the way it is for a reason you know yeah yeah there are so many other factors too um that we forget like genetics and just the way Mm -hmm. our bodies are made and um Mm -hmm. i think you know we forget that and i i really think you hit a, a nail on the head there jackie you're absolutely right that you know, we need to stop trying to force our our bodies to be something that they're mm-hmm. not. Right, yeah. Okay, so our last question here. Um, what does being a strong runner chick mean to you? Um, so I would say two years ago, I probably would have said something like somebody who um, gets to bed at 8.30 every night, follows a strict routine, doesn't eat, treats doesn't let themselves enjoy life um well not in those words but actions for sure um pushing through everything putting on a brave phrase but now i think it's like like being willing and able to admit like i need help i can't do this alone like um and also like believing in yourself believing in other people for sure building other people up i think that's like huge for being a strong runner chick um but yeah just like realizing um that you are your own self and like um just loving yourself honestly um and accepting yourself and being proud of who you are for sure Oh, Jackie, I think those are beautiful words to end on here. Um, so how can listeners connect with you if, if you know, they want to reach out um, because they have a question about injury or they heard something on here that they'd like to talk to you further about? So uh, my Instagram, um, is that called a handle, I think? I think. Right. Um, yeah, um, is Jackie Turner 7 so it's just all one obviously and then i have my own blog i'm not on there as much because i love really really love devoting my time to strong runner chicks but my personal blog is uh jackie's journey site dot wordpress dot com but yeah so (laughs) awesome well Jackie, I really want to thank you, and I want to, I'm going to speak for Megan as well here, and I know she would really <laughs> thank you for being here with us today. We really do appreciate it um, because you add such such a great element to the blog, not only, you know, in your features as um, coping with an injury and such like that, but just you as a human being. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't get enough of you fangirling over here. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Jackie, have a great evening and um, we hope to speak with you soon. Thank you. And thank you, Kelsey and Megan, for all you do too. Oh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Capital A. Thank you so much. All right, Strong Runner Chicks, we'll check in with you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.